Amen. Amen. A friend of mine, I talked to him the other day and I asked him, I said, well, how was your Thanksgiving? He said, how was it or how is it? How is it going? He said, you mean Thursday was good, but my Thanksgiving is everything. Amen. So we ought to just be thankful everything for all the Lord has done. Amen. So I hope you all had a wonderful Thursday, Turkey Day. Amen. Praise be to God. Thank you so much, Great Commission, for how you responded to the Angel Tree. Thank you, Dr. Allen. Thank you, those who give leadership. Amen. To the Angel Tree and being a blessing uh, to others during this time. Truly, you're good and you're greatly to be praised, God, and we say thank you. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, your name is worthy to be praised. And God, we thank you now for every good and perfect gift. We thank you, God, for joy unspeakable. We thank you for peace that surpasses all understanding. God, we thank you for your wonderful gift of salvation. We thank you for the privilege of prayer. God, we thank you that you touched us this morning with a finger of love. God, clothe us in our right mind, God, and we say thank you, God. Thank you for traveling grace and arriving mercy, God, that we're able to gather in this place one more time, God, and lift your holy and majestic name. And God, we say thank you. Now, God, I pray, God, that you would do something mighty 
in this place today, God, that you would bless my brother, bless my sister. God, I pray in the name of Jesus. God, do something for them, God, like no one else can do. God, I pray whatever it is, God, that you would move in their lives. God, I pray that you would bless their heart, their home, their health. God, I pray by the time they leave here, they will be better than when they came. And God, we thank you and we praise you. God, you know what we all need individually and collectively. So now, God, do in this place what only you can do. And God, we thank you for your anointing afresh. God, we thank you for this opportunity to stand and preach and declare your word. For God, you're so good. And we say thank you. God, you've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. And God, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, have thine own way. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor before you take your seat. Look at you. For the next few, for the next few uh, weeks, I just want to just overall theme. All I want for Christmas is what I'm going to talk about for the next uh, few weeks. Uh, but today, look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Today, today, our pastor, our pastor is going to preach about, about, the, preach about the gift, the gift of, peace. of peace. Amen. You may be seated. Just please let those in. Trucks, 
Uh, some dogs put them in a box, wrap them up, and the child is excited. They are happy. But when it gets to teenagers, it gets a little harder and more expensive for teens. And that's why their gifts become fewer, because their gifts become more expensive. I wish I had somebody. Their gifts become more expensive because they want the latest fad. They want the latest fashion when it comes to clothing. Then, as an adult, when you have a bay, a boo, or a baby, it can become more expensive and stressful, especially when you wait till the week of Christmas. But however, when you've had to deal with some devilish dilemmas, when you've had some midnight madness, a season of storms, some serious sorrow and suffering, and some vicious valleys, your priorities, Lakia, began to change. They began to change when you have lived for a moment, when you've had to go through some things and deal with some untasteful situations and you discover that what you really need and what you really desire cannot be purchased in Walmart, Target. It cannot be found at the Parks Mall or North Park Mall. It can't be delivered to your doorstep by Amazon or FedEx. You can't find it on eBay or Overstock. That come, but life can often feel so chaotic, juggling a stressful job, a number of relationships, financial woes, and a host of other demands can sometimes, uh, TJ, can be too much. What you want is some peace. There's nothing like peace. I mean, there's nothing like it. Tell your neighbor, there's nothing like having peace, being worried and stress-free, being able to go to bed at night and get a good night's sleep. Not just sleep, but your body can rest, your mind can rest. Being able to wake up knowing that whatever you face, Courtney, it's going to be all right. I think I'm in the right place. I think I'm talking to the right people Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe in 2019 alone, you've been through enough, and all you really want is some peace. You've had enough devilish dilemmas to deal with. You've had your share of midnight madness. You've had your seasons of storms and suffering and sorrow. You've been down more than you have been up. You have been through the valley repeatedly, and all you really want for this Christmas is uh, some peace. That's all I really want. I want to be able to go to sleep at night. I want to be able to smile rather than frown all the time. I want to have more happy days than teary nights. And all I really want is some, uh, some peace. If I don't get the game, if I don't get the car, if I don't get the suit, if I don't get the shoes, uh, as long as I can have some peace, I'm going be all right because I know when I get this gift uh, that God has given me this wonderful gift of peace uh, it's going to give me the confidence it's going to give me the joy that I need because you can't have joy until you have some peace 
And so when you look at this text, when you look at this text, uh, Jesus leaves us a gift that you can enjoy, not just as Christmas, uh, but a gift you can enjoy every day of your life. Uh, he says, I'm going to give you something, not something uh, that you're going to have to go back and exchange or re-gift. Uh, I'm going to give you something that is going to be tailor-made for you, something that you're going to need, something that you won't never throw away something that will help you when the winds blow, when the storms rage. I'm going to give you something that will help you when you have to go through the valley because I'm not going to lie to you as long as you are in this world you're going to have trouble, trials, trauma, tragedy, teary days, teary nights. You're going to have some difficult times but I'm going to give you something that's going to help you be able to walk through your valley with confidence so you can say like the psalmist, yea, though I walk through the valleys and shadows of death, I'll feel no evil because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I thought I was talking to the right crowd, but I'm just looking for half of y'all who will admit the fact that you have gone through some vicious valleys and the only reason you made it through is because of God's gift of peace. And you had the confidence, then the star, you had the confidence uh, that whatever came your way, that God was able to handle it. Uh, that whatever came your way, that God could speak to it uh, and make it stop. God could speak to it uh, and make it cease. God could speak uh, and turn it around. Uh, because you know that God can do anything but fail. I wish I had one witness up in here that could help your neighbor. You know why I get you to talk to your neighbor so your neighbor won't fall asleep. Uh, so go Go ahead and help me help your neighbor stay woke and say, neighbor, you better hear what Pastor is saying. <laughs> and so the first thing I want to get from this text, when you look at it, Dr. Allen, there's a word about the gift giver, the gift giver. He says, I, this is Jesus speaking. Uh, if you have the same Bible I have, the letters are in red. That means Jesus is speaking, the gift giver, the child who was born, the son who was given, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father. This is the prince of peace. This is the one who gives every good and perfect gift. This is the one who gives gifts and he does not give a gift receipt with his gifts because you're not going to want to return the gift that God gives you. He said, I I give. He says, I give. He's the gift giver. I give. Give. This word give in the Greek, it is the word diddly. This word is used in Matthew, Jamel 5 and 23, where Jesus says, listen, when you bring your gift to the altar, if you have an altar with your brother, he says, leave your gift there, go get it right, and then come back and present your gift. So this word, when Jesus says, I give, he's literally saying, I give you a gift. And it's in the indicative mood, which means it's a fact. But then it's in the present tense, which means continuous action. And then it's the active voice, which means the subject is performing the act. Well, man, what does all of that mean? What does all of that mean? Well, what Jesus is saying, I'm giving you a gift that keeps on giving. 
I'm giving you a gift that never ceases, it never stops. And regardless of how the untasteful events of your life may make you feel, and regardless of how the lies the enemy whispers in your ear, I give you my peace. It's a fact. It's not about your feelings. It's not about what you think. But he says it's a fact. I give you my peace. And it's an ongoing thing. I'm the one that's giving the gift. I'm the one that's giving you my peace. I have given you my peace. Stop pressing the panic button every time something happens in your life. I've given you peace. Stop acting like, uh, acting like I can't heal. Acting like I can't keep you because the doctor has given you a bad report. I've given you my peace. When you encounter financial difficulties, stop pushing the panic button, acting like I can't make a way for you. When you get in some dark situations, uh, stop pressing the panic button, uh, acting like I can't bring light to your dark situation. Uh, I am God and I have given you peace. I've given you peace. I've given you peace. But here's the thing about it. You have to embrace it. You have to take it. You have to put it on. You have to use it. It's a gift. I got a gift. This gift is for my buddy who was on the front of this bag with the candy canes. Come here, Terry. See the candy canes? This is for my buddy. I'm going to give my buddy a gift. Merry Christmas. That's your gift. That's your gift. That's your gift. But notice what? I gave him a gift. But it ain't no good. Because he ain't open it. He didn't take it out. And he ain't use it. It's not going to help him. Until he receives it. And embrace it and use it. Because what I'm going to give you is going to give you joy in the days when the coldness comes. And you still ain't grabbed it because you still ain't put it on your head. And so you ain't embraced it yet and you're missing out on some of the benefits of the gift that I gave you. And the gift I gave him is something that's going to help him in the days to come when he has to deal with the cold winds that's going to be coming at him. But not only that, the gift I gave him, I know it's going to put a smile on his face because that's the crew that he rolls with. So I know it's going to put a smile on his face even when he's outside and dealing with the cold and the difficult weather. All I'm trying to say is the gift that he has has given you, it's going to put joy in your heart even though you got to deal with some cold winds that will come your way at some difficult times. He said, the peace I give you, listen, it is a choice. It is a choice. It comes down, Dr. Allen, to choosing to come to him, choosing to set your mind on his word, choosing to trust him, no matter what the situation, choosing to pray in all that we face, choosing not to be anxious, choosing to believe that he always is with us, always in control, setting your thoughts.
knowing without a shadow of a doubt that God is in control, that he's able to lift my bow down head, he's able to restore my joy, he's able to do anything I need. He says, I, I give. He's the gift giver. But then there's a word here about the gift recipient. I give to you. This word you, he's talking to his disciples. He's not just talking to the inner circle. He's not just talking to a few people. But he's talking to all of his disciples because this you is, is plural. Jesus was sharing this with all of his disciples. All who are in relationship with me, I give this gift to you. Christ says, I give my peace. I give unto you. The peace Jesus offers to his disciples and all of us who are in relationship with him isn't like the peace the world gives. It is his peace, the peace he modeled every day of his life. Sister Mildred, Jesus' peace did not flee conflict. It did not flee pain or death. In fact, the more intense feel his difficulties, the more apparent his peace became. The more his difficulties, his enemies multiplied, and he did not retaliate was evidence of his peace. When they arrested him and he did not run from them was evidence of his peace. When they beat and verbally assaulted him and he said not a word, it was evidence of his peace. When he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, rather than saying, Father, do unto them as they are doing unto me. It was evidence of his peace. Jesus' peace resulted from his relationship with the Father, knowing the Father was in complete control. That's where his peace resulted from. Your peace is tied to your perspective, knowing that the Father is in complete control. Jesus' viewpoint, he knew what he had to deal with when he came here. He knew what the cross was set before him. He knew the pain, the agony. He knew that he was going to have to cry out, Father, Father, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He knew all that he was going to have to go through, but yet he had peace because his perspective was in the right place. You have to have the viewpoint that the Lord is still in control. Whatever the situation, he's still with me and he's still for me. And when you see Jesus, peace would not guarantee the absence of trouble. Because Jesus himself faced excruciating spiritual, physical, and emotional struggles in the coming hours after he shared this wonderful promise. Instead, Jesus, his peace does not mean the absence of trouble, but his peace supplies strength and comfort as we have to deal with the trials of our life. Jesus came and he gave the disciples peace that would help them through their own time of trial and need. This gift I'm giving you will help you get through every chaotic circumstance, every sorrowful situation, every traumatic tragedy. He says, whatever you got to 
deal with. He says, I've given it to you, and you are the gift recipient. That's why the Bible says, let the redeemed, you ought to be excited that he decided to give you the gift of peace. And when you come to church and you act like you don't have any reasons to rejoice and be thankful about and to be grateful about, just think about the peace that he has given you, the peace he has given you, that when other people are acting all crazy and hitting the panic button and don't know how they're going to get through it, you go through the same situation and you got peace. You ought to be thankful. You ought to be thankful. Well, maybe you just need to think for a minute and think about all the stuff. Don't worry about nobody else's life, but start thinking about all the stuff that you've gone through yourself. You ain't got to look back down all through the, the channels of time. Just look back over 2019 and look at all the stuff you have gone through and you have not lost your mind, quit throwing in the towel, threw up your hands and walked away and you can say, I only made it because God gave me peace. Let your name and say, you better get you some peace because maybe there are going to be some things that are going to come up. I ain't going to play with you. There are going to be some things that are going to come up in 2020 that might rock your world. And the only way you're going to get through it is you got to have this gift of peace. When the winds blow, when the storms rain, I mean when your back is really up against the wall, you're going to need some peace. Is the word about the gift giver, the gift recipient. But then he says a word about this guarantee. He says, the peace I give, my peace, not as the world give. The world offers some temporary Denise solutions. Some folk may offer their own advice and have their own ways of trying to obtain peace. Take a getaway for a few days. Relax. Be happy. Take a vacation. Tune everything out. Just don't think about the stressful stuff. Go to happy hour. You're going to be happy on a few drinks. But after the sober up, when the buzz has wore off, happiness is going to be gone just as quick as those several shots you took. It's temporary relief in a crazy, struggling world. It's vain attempts to cover desperate places of our souls with superficial, external fixes. True peace is found in, it's not found, Terry, in positive thinking. It's not found in, in the absence of conflict. It's not found in good feelings. It comes from knowing that God is in control. Believers are given peace with God when they believe. We were at one time were the enemies of God, but according to Romans chapter 5, verse 1, we now have peace with God because of the Son, Jesus Christ, the resurrected Redeemer. And now we have this inner quiet peace of God as we walk with him daily. We already have peace with God, but if I'm going to experience the peace of God, I've got to walk with him daily. 
daily. I have to walk with him daily if I'm going to experience the peace of God. I can't just walk with him on Sunday. I have to walk with him Monday through uh, Saturday. I've got to walk with him seven days a week if I want to experience uh, his peace. Have you ever noticed when you are away far away from him, that is when you haven't been talking to him, when you haven't been reading his word, you don't have that peace that you have when you're praying daily, when you're reading his word on a regular, when you work Worship him on a regular. You can't just worship him on Sunday and do it when Latia and Spirit of Worship is up here leading us in songs of, of praise and worship. No, you got to worship him every day of your life if you want to experience the peace of God. What do you mean I got to do it every day? All that keep their minds stayed only, I will keep them in perfect peace. If your mind is only on him on Sunday, you only gonna have peace on Sunday. You gotta keep your mind stayed on him. You remember that song, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Baby, you gotta be walking and talking with your mind stayed on Jesus because there's too much stuff that can happen in the course of your day that can turn your world upside down. And so X I've got to keep my mind stayed on him. I've got to walk with him daily to experience his peace daily. The peace cannot be self-generated. It comes from God and God alone. It is the gift God has given us, Joseph Elsie, to make it through this difficult world. He says, my peace I give to you will help your heart not be troubled. That is, it won't be troubled. It won't be afraid. It won't be disturbed. It won't be terrified. It won't be startled. It won't be upset. It won't be frightened. It won't be thrown into turmoil. You won't start pulling your hair out, running to get no Prozac or no Valium, but you got the confidence that God is still in control. Be confident what I have given you will keep you now and it will keep you in the days to come. The world bases its peace on its resources. Our peace is based upon our relationship with the Father. To be right with God means to enjoy the peace of God. The world depends on personal ability, but the Christian depends on the spiritual adequacy in Christ Jesus. In the world, peace is something you hope for and you try to work for, but to the Christian, peace is the wonderful gift of God that we have received by faith of Unsaved people enjoy peace when there is no trouble in their life. The child of God experiences peace in spite of trouble because of the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit. You do know that it is part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. And God has given us the peace that we need. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. You better get you some peace. The peace of God offers is lasting, it's real, it's reassuring, it's confident. Sin, fear, and uncertainty and doubt, they begin to make us anxious. They make you worry. They make you stress, troubled, and afraid. That's what happens when you sin, when there's uncertainty, and when there's doubt. And when you start doubting the word of God, you become anxious. You get worried. 
that in your world. Jesus says he will give us that peace if we're willing to receive it and accept it from him. The Holy Spirit work in our lives brings that deep and lasting peace. We have the confidence, tell the neighbor, confidence, assurance in any circumstances with Christ's peace. We have no fear of our past, present, or future because he's got me covered. He's got my past covered, my present, and my future. Listen, I like the way Jesus put it in John 16 and 33. He said, these things have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulations. I love that. He said, these things I've spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you're going to have tribulation, but in me you're going to have peace. Even though you're in the world, you're not of the world because your life is here in me. And who's ever here in me, I'm going to keep you in perfect peace and surround you with peace. But what I really love, Cheryl Jones, he says, I have overcome the world. Woo! He says, if you're in a relationship with me, he says, you have peace. He says, but in the world, you're going to have trouble, and him in trouble will come. If you haven't had any trouble, you haven't dealt with any vicious valleys, a big bad wannabe bullies, you better keep on living because trouble will come. But Jesus says, cheer up, for I have overcome the world. That's a good word right there, because what he's saying is that whatever comes your way in this world, I have already overcome it. I'm going to shout by myself up because y'all don't know when to do it. He says, listen, whatever comes your way in this world, stop, I've already overcome it. Whatever happens to you in this life, I've already overcome it. Whatever comes your way, have confidence that I can handle it. Can I paint the picture for you? Here the disciples on a stormy sea, and they're being tossed to and fro. But here comes Jesus walking on the water. The wind is pushing them back. But here comes Jesus walking on the thing that's tossing them and walking through the wind that's holding them back. And he's simply saying, you can have confidence because I got this. Whatever's been tossing you, I can walk on it. Whatever's been pushing you back, I can walk through it. And you remember the other occasion where he simply said, peace. Be still. Peace. Be still. Whatever's in your life, have confidence that the Lord 
God, just give me peace. And I'll be okay. Reassurance.
look back over your life and think about all you've gone through. Where you used to be and where you are, does he care? He said in this world, you're going to have tribulation. But in me,
got a pretty 